We pick up at the top of 19, uh, Yud Tet, with a new chapter, uh, chapter 3, the beginning of chapter 3. Uh, so what we do now is we continue uh, with the procedure uh, in, in terms of the, uh, uh, the, the sota. Uh, so it says, Hayan Hotel at Minchata, So what happens is he would take uh, this, her, her Mincha offering, her meal offering, out of this Egyptian whis- uh, wicker basket, and he puts it inside a Klisharet. Uh, it says Notan Aliada, and then he puts uh, this Kli uh, Sharet in uh, the woman's hand. All right. So now, exactly the question is, who is the he uh, that we are talking about uh, in this situation? Uh, and uh, it says he would take it out. So uh, the one uh, thing is uh, that it could be, uh, you know, we, we, uh, there's uh, uh, the, the Rashi and uh, and 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 the Batunura come along and explain that it's the husband. Uh, that, 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 that takes it out because uh, we, we'd said before that the husband was the one that actually brings this offering and, uh, uh, but then the, uh, it continues and he says he puts it in uh, because the next word it says and then the coin comes along and puts uh, his hand under hers and waves it so now he puts it uh, into this cliche and he holds it together uh, with her, puts it on, on, on the woman's hand and he would take it and, and then uh, wave it uh, with this woman and then afterwards, uh, the coin comes along and waves it and brings it uh, to that southwestern corner of the altar. Uh, then he takes out, he does the comments on it, and he burns it, and then the leftover uh, of it was eaten by the Kwanim. All right, so there is some uh, discussion exactly uh, who brings it, but then also uh, the other question that's raised about this part of the Mishnah uh, is how uh, the, the Kohen, uh, assuming it is uh, the, the Kohen at least uh, uh, holds uh, the vessel, there's no, there's no discussion about that. He says he puts his hands under hers. Now, does he put it underneath uh, her hands directly? Is he touching her hands uh, the whole time? He can't put a, uh, some type of... Uh, a, a serviette or, or some type of uh, material uh, between his hands and her hands because that would be a chatzitza and that wouldn't be allowed. Uh, and, uh, and therefore, uh, what, we, what, uh, what, what we say is that um, uh, it, it gets taken, uh, uh, you know, it, so, it's not, not, not it gets taken, so it could be, number one, we, we do, uh, they, they hold it, uh, you know, it says he waves with her, means they wave at the same time, but their hands are actually separated. Uh, and and, and they're, they're not touching each other. Uh, other understanding is that uh, it could be an elderly Kohen who wouldn't be, uh, um, uh, you know, get, get excited by the fact that he'd be touching this woman's hands. Uh, we wouldn't. We, we might uh, have to uh, use uh, that type of Kohen over there. All right, uh, and that that is the, the discussion uh, that's in the Yerushalmi. Uh, what that uh, discusses that. All right. So now, uh, what uh, what we have it says Haya Mashkeota Vachag Merkivla in Minchata. Then the Kohen forces the woman to drink uh, the, the 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 bitter waters, and then afterwards he offers her uh, Mincha. Okay, uh, that is uh, the first understanding. So uh, drinking first, and then uh, the the, sacri- uh, the the burning up of the Mincha. Uh, that is uh, one. Uh, the the the, the Tanakama's understanding. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Rabbi Shimon says no. Makrevid minchata mashke. So what you would do, you would sacrifice the mincha first, and then only afterwards uh, you would make her drink, uh, and that's it. And that seems to be uh, the the, uh, the 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 we're going to get to the actual verses, uh, in, and we're going to see exactly how they explain uh, the verses because. 
Um, uh, you know, as, uh, we'll just leave it until then, so I'm not going to elaborate uh, too much now. But Shneimar, uh, uh, it says, because uh, this is one verse, we're going to see it's, it's uh, chapter 5, verse 26. Afterwards, he makes the woman uh, drink the water, and, uh, and that is talking really after uh, the, the, the comet has been offering, offered. So actually, maybe what we should do uh, now is just uh, review uh, the verses uh, inside and just see exactly uh, where we're coming from. So then when we get to that part in the Gomorrah, it will be easy to refresh. So really, we start off uh, with verse 24 uh, is the operative verse. So we dealt with uh, verse 23 before, uh, and it says you should put these, write these curses on the Megillah, okay, on the, on the, on the scroll, and then he puts that in the, in the waters. Uh, and and that, that is what we'd had uh, before. Besefer, we said he wrote it in a Sefer Machah, al Mehamarim, and he puts it in the bitter waters. Now, uh, verse 24, Vishka, it is Shah, he makes the woman drink, it uh, Mehamarim, Mehamarim, the, the, the curse, uh, cursed waters, the curse causing, uh, the bitter waters that cause a curse. And these bitter waters that cause a curse should go into it. That is verse 24. And now, uh, seemingly, it seems to uh, uh, go back. Uh, and then, uh, according to the simple um, uh, flow of the, of the verses, it says, uh, Verse 25, he takes uh, the coin uh, from the hand of the woman. He takes the mincha, uh, this, this offering of jealousy. And he comes along and he offers it uh, in front of Hashem. Uh, he brings it, uh, he should wave it firstly, uh, and then he should bring it on the Mizbah, on the Mizbah. He takes out the Kmitza, Mina uh, Mincha, from the Mincha, he takes out the handful from the Mincha, he takes out the handful from the Mincha, and then verse 26, it says he should scoop it up, uh, the, 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 the remembrance part, which is really the same uh, type of thing as the, as the comets, and he makes it smoke up on the altar, he burns it on the altar, and then afterwards uh, the woman drinks the water. So we see verse 24 seems to say uh, that the woman drinks the water. And then verse 26 uh, then says the woman drinks the water. And it's separated by the mincha process in the middle. Uh, and then verse 27 uh, says, uh, you know, he, And he makes the woman drink the water. Basically, it, it gives uh, what happens once the woman drinks the water. Once she drinks the water, it goes inside her, it turns bitter, uh, her stomach uh, swells, her thigh falls away, and she becomes a curse amongst the people. Okay, so that, that is that. So now we have those three verses uh, separated. You know, verse 24, as we said, uh, is uh, describing... Uh, that the, the woman drinks the waters uh, and, and now they'll go into it. And then verse 25 uh, is the Minka offering and uh, uh, the, the description of the Minka offering. And then verse t- uh, 26 uh, uh, and is, is like another. Uh, it says, after you've burnt it, it says, then uh, the woman drinks the water. So it, you know, it seems to be a, a, almost like a second drinking. Uh, and then he, once she drank the water, uh, she, she blows up. That's verse 27. So we have uh, three mentions of drinking. Uh, in the actual uh, verses itself. So that's going to be important uh, for later.
Right, so now uh, what, what we, we see uh, is as follows. Uh, then, so, okay, so let, let's carry on then with the Mishnah. Uh, it says, so that, that's what we read, Mashka, Vakak Makriv, in Mikata. The simple reading uh, of it, as we said, is uh, uh, the, he, he, she drinks and then she sacrifices uh, her Minka. That seems to be, you know, 24 and then verse 25 talks about the Minka procedure. Uh, however, Rabbi Shimon says, no, uh, he sacrifices the Minka first and then afterwards she drinks. Uh, afterwards he makes a woman drink the water. Water. So, uh, following that, uh, you know, uh, so uh, verse 25 is a minka, and verse 26 it talks about drink as well. Imishkav achakach ekriv et minkatak shera. Rabbi Shimon says, listen, uh, I agree uh, that if you you forced her to drink and then afterwards uh, you did the mincha, uh, it is still kashera. It still works. Uh, it is still valid. All right. So now, Amalei Rabbi Lezer le Rabbi Yoshai de Dare. Uh, Rabbi Lazar said to Rabbi Yoshai of his generation, i.e., uh, someone you know who he was uh, co- you know contemporary with, Lotetiv Akaracha ad the Mifrashatali la lahai milta. Don't sit on your feet. In other words, don't sit down until you explain uh, the following to me. Minayim leminchat sota shutzunatufa. How do you know uh, that the mincha of the the sota needs waving? Minala uh, says the Gemara. What do you mean? Where do we know it? We we've uh, we we just quoted the verses a few minutes ago, and it says Venif. Uh, it says you should wave it. It says the Queen takes uh, the this mincha uh, offering out of the woman's hand. He waves it in front of Hashem, and he brings it to the altar. Uh, so you know, how do you know? That, you know, obviously uh, is done there. No, Vavalim Minalan. How do you know uh, that the waving is done by the owner, I the woman, and not only uh, by the Queen? Uh, that is what we're talking about here, because uh, most times uh, we don't uh, let the owners of it, uh, the owners uh, wave the offering. It would it would be uh, the kohanim uh, that would only be doing it. So the Gemara Acha Yad Yad Mishlamim. We learn it out from the the uh, where it says the word Yad in regards to Shlamim and Yad where it talks about here in Sota Ketiv Hacha. It is written over there. Uh, it says uh, the coin takes this meal offering of jealousy outside, out of the woman's hand. Uh, talking about if you offer a shlamim to Hashem, your hands should bring the offering. So uh, we have a gazer shava uh, of hands, hands, and, and uh, it says you should take from the hands. Also, that talks about waving in front of Hashem. And it says, Ma can coin uh, the same way with the sota the coin is the one that actually does the waving uh, as well coin so too in the case of the shlamim coin uh, also waves the Balem, and so too in the case of the shlamim uh, it says that uh, his own hands bring the offering and waves it so it means that the, the person uh, does it as well uh, uh, you know so so too in this case of the sota the Balem also uh, wave it as well so uh, the, or the Baalim wave it. So you said one verse implies that the Quain waves it, the other one implies, uh, I mean, explicitly says, uh, the one says the Quain does it, the one says the Baal does it. So, hi, Kate said, the owner, how do, how do you reconcile that uh, between these two? So the Quain and the owner wave it together. That's how you reconcile uh, both of those verses. All right, so that's. Um, 
the Gemara on that. So now uh, it says Venef Havigish Vakamat. It says he, he waves it and he brings it to the southwest corner of the altar. He takes out uh, the, the the comments from it and then he burns uh, that comment. Uh, but then it says then he forced the woman to drink and then afterwards you bring the mincha but surely you've just brought the mincha because that's what it described hakrava uh, surely you've just brought the mincha uh, and, and, and therefore why do you seemingly uh, or why are you seemingly repeating it and the Gemara answers hakikama no no this is what it's saying how does how does uh, the the normal uh, offering uh, of a mincha work it means hanif vegish kamat viktir Normally, you wave it and then you bring it to the southwest corner, you take out the comets and you burn it. Uh, it says, mm-hmm. and the leftovers are eaten by the Kwanim. However, uh, and, but with regard to the Sota uh, Mincha offering uh, that we're talking about here, then forcing her uh, to drink, you know, and that's it. So that's uh, Rabbi Shimon, Mincha Gufa, Pligi Rabbi Shimon, Rabbanan. That's a machloket uh, dispute between Rabbi Shimon and the rabbis. Rabbanan Savre, the rabbis hold Mashke, uh, the rabbis say that you force the woman to drink and then afterwards uh, you sacrifice her mincha. Rabbi Shimon Savar, no. Makriv et minchata vachach mashke. And it says, no, first what you do, you sacrifice uh, her the mincha and then afterwards you make her drink. So the question is, you know, is drinking first and then the mincha is offered, uh, that's the rabbis, or is it the opposite way around? Uh, with Rabbi Shimon, he says, no, uh, you follow the order of the verses uh, and, and, and seemingly uh, make the woman uh, uh, drink first, uh, I mean, sacrifice the mincha first and then drink as well. All right, so that, that seems to be that. All right, however, Rabbi Shimon says, if he agrees that if you force her to drink first and then uh, afterwards you sacrifice her mincha, uh, it still is working. So now, uh, we, we dive into those verses uh, and we actually see you know, exactly, uh, we get to the nub of the argument. Tanarabanan, Vishka. When it says uh, in verse 27, uh, he makes her drink uh, the water, what is it coming along uh, to tell us uh, to do? Remember, we said we had verse 24, we had verse 26, and then we had verse 27. Uh, it says, uh, you know, and if he says he makes her drink the water, by law, uh, but surely it's already had it uh, in verse 24. It says she's already uh, drunk the water. Uh, so, how do you deal with that? Migela. Uh, so Rabbi Akiva learns this out. He says, no, uh, if you've already erased the water uh, and the woman says, I won't drink, okay, you force her uh, to drink, even against her will. Okay, and, uh, and you know, you, you open her mouth forcefully and uh, you, you, you put it uh, down, uh, put it down her throat. You pull the water down her throat. That is Rabbi Akiva's uh, view over here. He says that's, uh, you know, and that's it. So seemingly, um, according to Rashi at least, uh, Rabbi Akiva agrees with Rabbi Shimon uh, that you do the mincha offering first and then only afterwards she's given, to dri- uh, given a drink. However, but he, he takes a slightly different uh, position than Rabbi Shimon uh, saying, listen, if she were to drink first, it's like considered as if nothing was done. Okay, that's, that's Rashi's understanding of that. Okay, uh, and that, uh, that is that. All right, so now uh, that's Rabbi Akiva's uh, statement. He says that's, uh, that's why uh, it says... Um, you know, it, it's, it's later on. What, what do you, um, so what do you use verse 24 for? He uses verse 24 to say we force the woman after a certain, uh, if, the, if the scroll had already been erased, Hashem's name's already erased, uh, and the woman refuses to drink. 
Okay, now, uh, the, the, you know, let, let's, uh, let's just discuss that for a bit. If she refuses to drink, uh, says, listen, I'm not drinking, uh, we're going to see that that is a sign uh, that she's essentially uh, saying that she's guilty. Uh, because if a woman admits at any point, as we saw earlier, uh, well then, uh, the whole procedure stops. Uh, and, and if she admits that she's guilty, uh, we're not doing this as a retributive ret- um, as a you know a retributive uh, measure measure against her, uh, we're not doing it to to cause her pain. Uh, we're just doing it uh, to find out what exactly happened. All right, that is Rabbi Akiva's statement. Rabbi Shimon, however, Rabbi Shimon says, uh, what, what, after you make the woman drink, uh, that is verse 26. Uh, but surely you just said he makes the woman drink. That was verse 24. Uh, so what is the point of doing it? Uh, it says he makes the woman drink uh, given after everything that was done before. So that's what verse uh, 26 means, uh, that you have to you know, do everything. In other words, beforehand, I, you raise the scroll, you sacrifice the minka offering, uh, give her the oath, and then afterwards uh, she drinks. That's, that, that's what it means uh, over here, uh, and, and that's it. And also... Um, uh, and this teaches us as well uh, you, know, you have to come along and uh, it teaches us that you have to do everything in other words three things stop her drinking uh, in other words if she doesn't drink until you've sacrificed the comets according to Rabbi Shimon until the, the, the scroll is erased it says so basically you have to have all three of those things uh, the the mincha is sacrificed, the scrolls he raised, and she accepts the oath. The Gemara just says, listen, uh, she doesn't drink uh, until uh, the comet is sacrificed. Rabbi Shimon going according to his view. Uh, as, as Rabbi Shimon holds, uh, he sacrificed the mincha first, and then only afterwards she drinks. Now the Gemara moves on to the second thing. Uh, what do you mean she doesn't drink until the megillah is erased? Uh, the, the, as we said, uh, it's got to be erased in the bitter waters uh, but how else could you have done it if the scroll wasn't erased uh, how else could she drink uh, if it hasn't been erased no uh, no, really what we're talking about here, uh, the scroll was erased, but there still uh, looks like there's a bit of ink. Uh, you could still see there's a little bit of ink on the actual parchment itself. Uh, it means that uh, it doesn't work until uh, it's totally erased. That is uh, the second uh, um, thing that you have to do before. And she also had, uh, she doesn't uh, drink until she accepted the oath upon herself. Uh, uh, you might think that maybe she doesn't drink uh, over there. However, uh, but you still could write uh, the oath uh, beforehand, uh, even before uh, you've... Uh, the, the scroll could be written beforehand, even though you haven't given her the oath. Rabba uh, has said before, Kodem. Uh, if you go along and uh, write the, uh, the, this uh, Megillah uh, before she's accepted the oath, uh, you have not done anything. Uh, the, that scroll is no good. Uh, and uh, that's it. So therefore, it's obvious that only after you've given her the oath that you actually write out Hashem's name and, and then uh, in, in, in the actual scroll itself. Once she says, uh, I'm carrying on with the procedure and uh, I'm accepting the oath. Otherwise, um, you know, it, it, you could you write out Hashem's name uh, it, uh, in unnecessarily. 
there's no need to do that. All right. So uh, the Gemara says, uh, uh, you know, so why was it said? Obviously that that's the case, and the Gemara agrees uh, to that. Kadei uh, Nasva. It was said for no real reason. Uh, we could have we could have worked this out before. We knew that, and it was just when you mentioned all three things, we just included this, even though uh, there was no particular need uh, to mention it. Anyway, what is the argument uh, between the rabbis and Rabbi Shimon in the Mishnah? As we said, there are three different verses, 24, 26, and 27. Um, and what do we say? Uh, the first one, verse 24, and the second one in verse 26, afterwards the woman drinks the water, and he makes her drink, verse 27. All right, so now, uh, as we said, what does the rabbis hold? Uh, no, makes a woman drink really means uh, for itself, i.e., uh, that is where makriv ed minchata. No, she drinks first and then gets offered. Her mincha gets offered up. Verse 26, nikar. As we said, makes a woman drink. In other words, uh, as long as there's still writing there, uh, then he can't uh, do it. In other words, uh, she's not given until all the writing has been properly rubbed out. Vishka, and then the third verse. Uh, verse 27 uh, the last one <coughs> if the woman uh, it's been erased the woman refuses now to drink uh, then uh, then uh, she's forced uh, to drink it against her will uh, that is uh, that resolution those are the rabbis ways they look at the verses okay the 24 the 26 and the 27 Rabbi Shimon Sava Rabbi Shimon holds no Vakakayashke Lugavor he says no verse 26 he starts off with 26 Lugavor he says that is the operative verse uh, which means you do it Shikriv Edmin Kata and that's why he says uh, verse 25 uh, reads in sequence uh, i.e. and you, you sacrifice your mincha first and then afterwards you make the woman drink Vishka Kama uh, the first uh, verse 24 the first time it mentions Vishka and makes you drink Imishka Laka no it's in the Bidiyavid situation uh, if you made a drink first and then you offer a mincha it is still kosher okay it's uh, it's still valid that that works vishka uh, the last one batra uh, it says uh, they learn out the same thing uh, if you if he said make a drink if it was erased and she refuses uh, to drink you kind of force it down her throat uh, and that's it so she gets forced to drink against the world okay rabbanan but uh, Lord Patakra, uh, you know, the rabbis explain, uh, the Gemara explains what the rabbis would say. The rabbis would say, listen, uh, you can't start, uh, you know, verse 24 with a Bidi Evid uh, situation uh, after the fact. Okay, because the Rabbi Shimon says verse 26 uh, is the operative verse and verse 24 uh, says, listen, it's a Bidi Evid situation. The rabbis say that's not logical. Um, uh, and now we kind of include Rabbi Akiva uh, in this. Uh, you know, the, the Rashi explains Rabbi Akiva's got different droshas, etc. Uh, does Rabbi Akiva really hold you know we, we don't go through explicitly in the Gemara uh, all of the, the different verses how Rabbi Akiva did, uh, discusses the three mentions of it uh, Rashi does uh, bring it but um, you know we not uh, necessary to, to, to go through that to understand uh, the flow of the Gemara here uh, but we just have to understand we, we really force a woman to drink against her will Vatanya Rabbi Huda says 
Kalbus shal bazel matilin letokpia. What we do is you put this uh, hook inside her mouth, this iron hook, uh, and uh, in, inside the woman's mouth. Once the scroll is erased, the woman refuses uh, to drink arin uh, What you do, you uh, you, uh, you you force her uh, to get uh, drink it against her will. Okay, that is Amarabi Akiva and Rabbi Akiva on that says klum anutrikim no, the whole point about drink the water is in order to test her. Uh, in other words, to say, did you do it or didn't you do it? Now, uh, what we say is this woman, uh, we say this woman, because she refuses uh, and, and, and she doesn't want to do it, it's as if she's guilty. Okay, she's already been checked. Uh, she refused and, and what we should do is just uh, stop her um, uh, should just get divorced without a uh, thing because she refuses to do it. So, Ella, Adjilo, Karava, Comet, Yoklalak, Zorbo. No, so the way we understand, until the, the Comet has been sacrificed, uh, then she can pull back uh, her decision to drink the water. Uh, it says, Mishikrava, Comet, Ainu Yoklalak, Zorbo. But once uh, you have sacrificed the Comet, uh, then she can't uh, go back on what she wants to do. It says, uh, But then surely you should go back, you know, go back on what you said, go back and, and, and understand it. Surely that's a kasha. Surely the same thing. Uh, it says, why can't you retract once uh, the, 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 the comet has been sacrificed? Uh, surely it's all to do with the drinking. And the Gemara says, Law kasha. Uh, no, that's not a problem. Hi. Uh, the hakadra bay machmat ritata. Uh, no, where she's forced to drink is talking, where she uh, changed her mind because she's scared. She refuses to drink because she's scared. You can see she's trembling. Uh, she's too scared to drink uh, over there. Vahai, the kadraba mahmat briuta. No, uh, when she doesn't drink, she's talking, yeah, she says, listen, I'm not going to drink. I refuse to drink. Uh, not saying I'm guilty or anything like that. Um, uh, it's just uh, she, she, uh, she's, not, she's not scared, and therefore, uh, that this is if uh, it's, uh, it looks as if she's admitted guilt over there. Vachikama, and this is what we're trying to say. Kol machmat, briuta, klal tal, lo shata. Any time where she retracts her decision and she appears to be healthy, in other words, it's just like I'm refusing, uh, then she doesn't drink at all. Machmat, ritata. The question is, uh, it's, it's with regard to fear. Actually, karava comets, if the comets hasn't been sacrificed, dekati la if she retracts her decision before the, uh, the, the minka has been offered uh, and, and uh, um, before the imchuk uh, megillah, uh, before um, uh, I mean the, the scroll has been erased, inami imchuk megillah, shaloh. Avid Kwanim the Machai and uh, even if it's already been erased and the Kwanim uh, you know did, did incorrectly Machai uh, they erased it uh, before they should have erased it I, they did the, the, the they shouldn't have they should have done the Mincha first and then erased it but they, they raised it first and then they did the Mincha Matra Hadraba then what we can do is you can retract the decision however Shemikrava Comets once the Comets has been offered up Davidin Avid Kwanim the Machake, they, they, they did the correct thing uh, when they raised the scroll. Uh, then we can't um, 
uh, go against what she said, and therefore we force her to drink. And the Gemara says, but hold on one sec, Kasha Rabbi Akiva, Adi Rabbi Akiva. Uh, surely, uh, you know, this, this statement, Rabbi Akiva, is contradicted uh, by another statement, Rabbi Akiva. Hatam, hum achakim makva, vacha amakomet makav. So in the first bright, he said, no, uh, if you haven't rubbed out the, 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 the scroll yet, uh, then you, you, you can, the woman can change her mind. And yeah, he says, no, uh, as long as you haven't done the mincha, your woman can also change her mind. Okay, so, you know, which one is it? And the Gemara answers, There are two different Tanaim, Machloket uh, Tanaim, between what Rabbi Akiva uh, says, and they, they, they argue about what Rabbi Akiva says. All right, we'll leave it there for the day. Everyone should have a great day.